Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of INT's The Podcast. I'm your host, A-Train, joined by my good friend and co-host, King. What's going on, King? Um, The Big 12 and the Pac-12 could, you know, could have some chaos. <laughs> yeah, a lot went down this week, especially in those two conferences, particularly in the Pac-12, though. Like the oh, Pac-12, yeah. You know, there's a lot of excitement going on in the Pac-12, but if you're hoping, you know, for a Pac-12 team to go into the playoffs. And you only got one hope left, thanks to... Is it really excitement, though? I mean, it's, it's you know, like, you got, you got about five you got about five teams who are just all, like, just neck and neck. Even Oregon State is pretty good. I think um, there's a lot of depression out of Eugene. <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing, like, you know, you have UCLA who loses to Arizona. Yes. And then Oregon... Uh, loses to Washington. Washington's a good team, so that's not, not, not nothing to be embarrassed about. But you was at home in, in Eugene, mm-hmm. and you you know if you have you was number six in the playoff poll, that that hurts to kill us. So now USC is the only hope left. Well, um, USC's got a tough matchup this week. Yeah, they do. They do. Um, the other the other games though that was somewhat interesting throughout the country was TCU and Texas in a defensive battle, yes. and you also had Ole Miss and Alabama as well. And that game was a lot closer than a lot. A lot of people were thinking. Uh, Ole Miss had a chance to win that game late, but they just could not pull it off. But we're gonna start here with Washington and Oregon. As mentioned, Oregon blew a good opportunity. I felt like if they would have won out, I think they would have been in. If I'm being honest with you. I have to agree with you. I guess you know it's the debate between them or Tennessee, but yeah, I mean, I think they they would have made it. But now. They're gone. They're eliminated. The only team left is USC. Michael Penix Jr., 408 yards passing, two touchdowns. Just monstrous performance in that in um, upset. What were some of your takeaways from this? Watching that game, like you said, Penix looked like the best player in this field. Mm-hmm. And this is taking nothing away from uh, Bo Nix and company. Because who, who, Oregon who's ran the hopes football. Are officially dashed. Yeah, they're gone. Um, they ran the football great. They had two running backs, both 20 carries, both went over 100 yards, averaging over five yards a carry. But Michael Penix, I mean. Yeah, the ball was sliced out. He he was dodging them up. Let's get it out the way right now. That's my player of the week this week, Michael Penix Jr. Yeah, player of the week. Understand. I completely understand. The kid played a heck of a football game. He had a silly turnover. That interception, yeah. I thought, should never have happened. Like, that ball's got to go out the back of the end zone, live to fight another down. But, I mean, Oregon, like you said, you, had, you, you were riding a nice home game winning streak, and then you blew it, and quite possibly did Oregon – perhaps blow it for the conference. Potentially, because now you're left to one team, USC. They're your only hope. And Who's got a tough role? Yeah, I do think USC is in a similar boat to what Oregon was in, in the sense that if they went out, they would have a very good chance to get in. Yes. I do feel that way. Um, but they have a UCLA team who was a lot better before this past weekend against Arizona. You know, it would have been a bigger win. Yeah. But you have a Notre Dame team who still can't throw the football. But <laughs> you know what? Does it matter if you if you only throw for 70 yards? Does it matter if you run for almost 300? Nope. Yeah. 
I mean, why throw for more than that if you can run for 300? This is true. So, you know, like I said, I'm not being very brief about Oregon, but mainly because, you know, Oregon, your Pac-12 title hopes are still there. Yeah. You like I said, like the Pac-12 is a, a log jam right now. Yeah, because uh, Utah's still in the mix. Yeah. You have USC, Oregon, and Utah all with only one loss. Um, then you got UCLA with two and Washington with two. I mean, that, that's a log jam. Yeah. And but the, the worst part about it is Utah has one loss in conference, but they have a bad loss to Florida at the beginning of the year. Yeah. You know, so Utah is not I know they're doing pretty good in the rankings, but do you think Utah has a shot to actually make the playoffs? No, definitely not. <laughs> um I just I have to agree with you. I think if USC and I know we're going to get into this further down the line, but USC has UCLA this week. Huge game. Crosstown rival. And then they face Notre Dame in that power rushing attack. That's two completely different game plans. Two high emotional games. And then the following week, you have the chance at a Pac-12 title. I think they fall just like I said, Oregon. I think Oregon was going to drop a game or two. They dropped the game. I thought it beat it to Utah, but they lost to Washington. I think USC is the same way. I actually think the worst case scenario for the Pac-12 is USC beats UCLA and then loses to Notre Dame. Yeah. Then, then it's shot. <laughs> so I'm not sure, but as far as Alabama Ole Miss, are you shocked that Ole Miss could not come up clutch? I mean, I'm not shocked. It's Ole Miss. I always expect them to not come up clutch. Mm, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. But they played a great game, though. And, uh, yes, they did. And I said it before, uh, Quinson Junkins is it's an amazing player to watch. Like, if he didn't go to Ole Miss, he would probably be one of my favorite players in the SEC. Dude is just amazing. Um, yes. Just an amazing talent. Um, true freshman. He's going to. As long as he he doesn't get poached, and we're gonna talk about poaching later, actually. But okay. as long as he does, as long as he doesn't get poached, you know, um, then he has a bright future there in Oxford. Um, yeah, yeah. But but I mean, Ole Miss they're, they're competitive. They came out, you know, with fire. Then you know, Bama was kind of shot themselves in the foot a little earlier in the game. They couldn't take advantage of some opportunities. And Ole Miss they hung in there, and Ole Miss jumped out on them. But ultimately, Bama came back, took the lead, and was able to win. Um, you know, of a late comeback. But, yeah, I mean, I think, if anything, I, I don't believe in moral victories, especially in college football. But if you're Ole Miss, you do have to feel, you know, some kind of pride in the sense that I know that, okay, we just gave Alabama our best shot. We came up short, but we still are one of the best teams in the country this year. Now, I got a question. You know, because, like you said, um, now I can't pronounce his name. I literally just said, Running back, Ole oh, Miss. Oh, Jenkins, yeah. Jenkins, yes. I'm like, I'm looking dead at his name. You know, the guy is a beast. I mean, he beat out Zach Evans for the yeah. number one running back. Which Zach Evans has had a good season. I think he's yeah. doing like 700 yards this year. Um, like there are some projections that have Evans going in the first and second round. I don't think that, I don't know if that happens, but you know, no, that, I don't, that, that I, just I shows. Think, I think that's a bit optimistic. Yeah, and... I think I think so. But I think it just shows though how how great that Judkins is playing, though. We have a guy who's getting those kind of projections. Um 
you know, based I, off I talent. I got the feeling, yeah, I, I'm saying this in the most positive way. I think when some people go to the combine with those projections, I think after interviews, I think those projections are going to change. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm just keeping it as positive as possible. I don't. I don't. I don't think that's somebody who you're taking with a day one or day two pick. Yeah, I agree. Like, yeah. I always go back to a conversation that me and you've had, had probably about the basketball combine when I brought up Mississippi State's 2019 or 10 team the other year. But, tons of talent. Yeah, tons of talent on the team. And Rodney Hood was on the team. Rodney Hood was on the team. He never transferred to Duke. But the thing I remember the most was Ardette Motry was, like, projected to be a late lottery pick. And when they interviewed him, you know, the comments from an anonymous source said, we thought he was, like, a, a normal level-headed guy. But turns out he's a, he's just a giant head case who was on a team full of head cases. So he's bigger head cases. He's, he seemed normal, you know. Yes. <laughs> but we got the person you realize, ah, oh, this guy has some issues. So yes. yeah, I, I do agree with you though. The interviews can really tell a lot sometimes. Yeah, I I, I have the feeling, you know, dude. I don't think he's a kid who's probably going to declare this year. Um, I mean, he might. For Evans? No, I think yeah. he's gone. I think he's gone. You think he's gone? Like I don't even know the guy, but he strikes me as a guy who. Oh no, uh, he 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 seemed like the type that would leave. Yeah. As quickly as he possibly could. Mm-hmm. Um. So you know, wish him the best of luck, but. Uh, I I there's some questions. There, there's some questions there, but like you said, if you're old Miss, you know, he, you're probably not too disappointed. You know, it probably hurts that the ten game. I think they can still win ten games this season, can they? Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, they only have two losses. They're gonna right. make Mississippi State. <laughs> you keep I'm, saying that. I'm convinced on that. That's it's gonna happen. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they, I think they, I think they, they should get the ten. I think I think who they got this week? Arkansas, I believe. No good. Um, yeah. So it's at Arkansas. <laughs> Arkansas, I think Arkansas played LSU tough. You know, that's, that's a game. Yeah, Arkansas has played. Oh. Yeah, so I I do think you know Ole Miss better come ready for this game. Like I think this game is going to be tougher than the Egg Bowl. Well, you mentioned my player of the week, so I'll say really really quickly. I'll say it quietly so people in Arkansas don't hear me. Harold Perkins. <laughs> See, I was going to go with Harold Perkins. He was actually my guy, but then I ended up going with uh, oh Michael, Michael Penny Junior. He, he um, played in the bigger games. Yeah, yeah, because um, of the upset. That's why I went yes. with him. But Harold Perkins was the best player on the field. Well, let me correct myself. Harold Perkins was the best player in the country on Saturday. Yeah, that was amazing all over the field. Yeah, Will Anderson, twenty twenty one, just just all over the place. Just the, we can have. We, we've talked about him before. We, you know, we both said, "Hey, look, this guy can really play." Yeah, because I remember like when the first time he really started getting PT. Like we both kind of mentioned that. Yeah, now this guy's good. He's different. Yeah. My question is, why has this guy not been getting PT all season? Like, I know as a freshman, you have to take time to come along. And, you know, maybe you're like, hey, maybe the guy's a little skinny. We need him a little stronger in the weight room. I understand those things. But sometimes you just got to let a ball player play. Yeah, just I agree. Loose. And Especially pass rushers and linebackers. I feel like on defense, you can just get those two guys, those two positions, and just let them play. Because, you know, pass right, just, hey, son, just get off the ball. I mean, just just find your way to the quarterback. Yeah, got the quarterback. You can play a linebacker. Hey, just, just follow the ball. You and know, one major, one major plus for him, he's actually not terrible against the run. 
No, he's a guy who, when 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 his time comes to go to the draft, and what, what would that be, 2025? Yes. Oh, he's going to have his name called very, very quickly. He's he's probably one of the better pass rushers LSU has had in some time. Um, to me, I'm trying to think who. Cause I remember when Arden Key was there, he had a lot of hype as a freshman, but this kid's much better than him. Yeah. Um, but it's it, it's it's bigger hype than that, you know. Because like I said, I just know Arden Key had a lot of hype, mm-hmm. but I think Perkins and the way he utterly demolished Arkansas. Now I will say this, and this is not to take any away from Perkins. I still picture his player of the week, son. Arkansas's plan of attack against him did not change, and just watching them, I was like, you're you're not really. There were some times he was just getting picked up by a running back. And I don't see how that happens when the guy is having that type of day. You know, yeah, I understand he's a freshman. You probably don't have a whole lot of tape on him. But at halftime, you have to make an adjustment. Agreed. You know, I, I thought that was an odd, the fact that they just said, screw it, we're going to keep our game plan. Yeah, I mean, at least chip him. Do something. Um, do a design road. Granted, I know you're going, you know, to your left when you do that, but you can um, move the pocket. Like, do something. You know, yeah. Be creative with it. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not. I mean, granted, I'm not saying I know how to stop them, but well, it's just you, you have to do what everyone else does with elite pass rushers. Yeah, you, you can't let yeah. you can't let him beat you. Once he's shown, you know, it's uh one of my favorites. I will always talk about is uh the Bills. You know, they they were playing JJ Watt. And the Texans, and they talked all week. Hey, we're not letting this one guy disrupt our whole blocking scheme. This is at the professional level, and their center last name Woods. He said, "Quote: We made a huge mistake later in the year when they were doing the uh, the NFL Top 100." Yeah, he was like, "Yeah, that was a terrible idea." You know, we. We thought we were going to win one-on-ones. We didn't win a single one-on-one against J.J. that day. At a certain point, even the Bills tried to change the game plan. To me, Arkansas, just because you say, okay, uh, he's doing his thing, maybe we should stop focusing on B.J. so much and focus on Mr. Perkins. Yep. And they didn't do that. I thought that was odd because – if you switch Perkins with Will Anderson, do you think he gets that many chances at the quarterback? No, no I don't think so because I, I think they would have came into the game game planning Will Anderson, and they would have tried to make the adjustments to make sure he don't beat him. And I just felt like I felt like they just really didn't respect Perkins because it wasn't just him just getting to the quarterback. I mean, he he calls fumbles like including yes, including obviously the, the biggest player of the game. Uh, but if there was another fumble. Um, that was in, ended up being ruled a incomplete pass. I want to say he coughed that as well. Yeah, like, um, I, I thought it was baffling Arkansas's game plan. Um, and just to switch gears really, really quickly, very briefly, Big Ten. Did you see anything out of Ohio State, Michigan? Mm-hmm. Next topic. I yeah. mean, that's the thing to talk about. <laughs> yeah, right. just, say, just very briefly, like you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. It's just nothing to talk about with them. It's just yeah, we just you know just quickly around the conferences, so to speak. Yeah, the ACC, there's really nothing there. Um, I guess when we get to the top twenty-five, we can see if Clemson has a road 
back in. No. But I have to agree with you. I don't see a road back in. Um, I have a question. And I'm going to pose it to you now so you can think about it. You can see it when you get to the top 25. Which is more likely? Two Big Ten versus two SEC or three SEC, one Big Ten? Which is more likely? Yes. Now, I'd say either one will happen. Which one do you think has a better shot? Hmm. Just chew on that a little bit. We'll come back yeah. to get the top 25. Yeah, I'll definitely just, you know, just remind me about that. I'll think about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, like the, the the last like real game of significance, speaking of you know the playoffs, it was TCU against Texas. Yes. Uh, Big twelve known for the exciting offense. Not this game. No. Not this game at all. This is this reminds me of the old school, you know, Big Twelve football where they was like all running a, a variation of the other option. The Southwest? Yeah. But uh, but Texas didn't run the ball very well, so that's you know yeah. but yeah. But Texas only had hundred and ninety nine yards of total offense this game. Uh, TCU didn't do much better with 283, but TCU was able to run the football. B. John was shut down, tw- 12 carries for 29 yards. Uh, Kendra Middle 21 for 138. So I think Kendra is making the case for being, you know, the, I mean, granted, they both can be first team, but I think he definitely, you know, kind of submitted his case as, no, I'm the best back in the Big 12. Um, yeah. I mean, not really much to talk about this game other than just great defense. Quinn Euros really struggled this game. Max Duggan, while he didn't play great, I mean, he didn't turn the ball over either. So, you know, you got that going for him. Um, did get sacked a bunch, though. So, you know, good job. I have a question about Mr. Ewers. He's, he's been pretty up and down this year. Okay. 13 touchdowns, six interceptions. You know, pretty average. Do you think when Manning comes in, because Manning has pretty much made it known he will be showing up in the spring, mm-hmm. the spring bowl. How much of a competition do you think there's going to be this fall, uh, next fall, I should say? I mean, ideally, if you're Texas and you want to have a legit QB competition, and ideally, if you're Texas, you want Quinn Ewers to win that competition so that you can reassure. Because um, they have quite a few quarterbacks on that roster. I, yeah. I don't think people realize that. Yeah, so. I want Quinn Ewers to win that job, but obviously you give, you know, if Arch Manning wins it, you give him that job. Um, but I, I just feel that the best case scenario is Quinn Ewers steps up, performs to the potential that people thought he'd had when he signed with Ohio State, come out of high school, and basically just have him for like another year, maybe two, but, you know, uh, at least one more. Based, based off of this, bring I don't – do you think he's leaving early? I mean – I don't think he should because I don't think he's good enough. But yeah. if he has a monster season, again, that's that's the best case scenario for Texas, if you ask me. He, he wins a job, have a monster season, register Arch, and let Arch come in as a registered freshman uh, in 24. That's, I think, is your best case scenario. But what happened, I don't know. I, 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 I definitely want to see Arch playing and playing significant minutes. Uh, basketball talk, I'm sorry. Playing significant yeah. snap. Hey, uh, <laughs> we can quickly talk about basketball because there was a great game on last night. Yeah, I actually missed it. I was driving, but yeah. I'm so sorry to hear that. I know, man. I was I was so mad. I, I really want to watch that game. I'm not going to... I don't want to spoil it. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I know Michigan State beat Kentucky, which was like a 
you know, double overtime thriller. Oh, it was a thriller. Yeah. yeah it, it was a thriller. It was it, it was surprising how I never get off of Texas, but really, really briefly, you know, they still look, we still talk college sports. Yeah. Kentucky losing that game, I think they just ran out of gas. Yeah. Because it, it was a battle all night. Yo, By the way, I had a question. How old is Oscar Sweebay? I mean, easily has to be, has to be a good thirty. Yeah. Plus, plus I'm in tribute to here. Am I both older than both of us combined? That <laughs> guy could easily be 36, 37. I'm actually surprised he didn't, um, you know, stay in the draft last season or, or enter the draft last season. Um, because he's a monster on the boards. But again, the more I think about it, the more I realize, really, realistically speaking, he doesn't really fit today's NBA. But um, I, I've always said that, like, I, I do wonder when we're going to have that shift to where some team is going to try to mix it up. You know how the NFL, you know, like, I mean, this happened in the NFC West. You know, the Rams were bringing all these receivers. So all, this, all these teams in the conference were basically trying to draft a bunch of DBs to kind of compete with that. And right. what ended up happening is those teams became terrible against the run. Uh, because you try yeah. to so focus a bunch on top of the pass, you become terrible at the run. I do wonder if uh in the NBA, you know, eventually, uh, will some of these bigs just come back in style because everybody's going with that finesse style, you just get that big bruiser who just like I, I, I think, me in the post. I, w- I will say this. I think with the with the new age center of because to me, and we've had this discussion, the Greek freak is a center. Mm. You know, I don't know if he actually plays the five for them ever or not, but he he's as modern day as a big as you can get, correct? Yeah. But his game is pretty bruising and mm. just, just bully his way to the rim. Yeah. I think, you know, that team wins another ring. People have to counter that. You're not countering... You know, I took a combo with a bunch of little guys shooting jump shots. Nah, too you know, big, too fast, too strong. Too strong. You gotta get some muscle against him, and he's not a great three point shooter. Yeah, but, and when you're the best player in the NBA, and you and you're not a great three point shooter, you're obviously doing some amazing things. Because, I mean, no offense. To Joker, you know, who won back to back MVPs, but Giannis is the best player in the NBA. Yeah, it's one of those. Like you said, with Jokic, look, man, LeBron should have about what 15 league MVPs. (laughs) He definitely have more than four. I know that much. But I mean, we're going to be fair. I say 15, that's exaggerating a bit, but LeBron should have at least 10. Yeah, I would say. He's about six. I know he has an argument for about 10 for sure. I would say, worst case scenario, about six or seven MVPs. Because there's, there's quite a few years that they were just like, look, it's everybody but LeBron. Yeah. You can be second or third, but you're not getting it. That's literally what they were saying. You're just not going to get it anymore. Yeah. I took a combo, like you say, too big, too strong, too fast. There's a reason why the Suns had to put DeAndre Aiden on him. So, yeah, for somebody like Big Oscar, and he's a big, strong dude. The only question with him is, how tall do you think he is? No, he listed like six nine. I don't think I buy it. That's what I'm saying. I think that's one of the things that hurts him. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely, definitely. But I do think there's a place for a guy like him who can, you know, rebound at a high level. 
I just don't see how he would just stick in the league, you know, at this time point in time. I know we got way off topic here, but well, yeah, but, I mean, I, look, we, we I, had to talk a little college basketball. I guess technically we did because it's more about college basketball. We just, you know, bringing the NBA aspect of yeah, it. Too. Yeah, but I say all that to say that he had a monster game, 22 points, 18, re- 18 rebounds last night. So. Yes. He, he just, they just ran out of gas. That's the best way I could describe yeah. it. Kentucky fought and fought and just – he got to second overtime. The, the guys were just spent. And I get it, you know. I wonder if that's going to hurt Coach Cal, the fact that – will it hurt or help the team? Yeah. Knowing that, hey, I got to develop some of these guys on this bench. Yeah. I agree. Because, yeah, so. Yeah. We'll see. But, but as, as far as on, on the TCU side, though, they are all looking pretty good right now. We did predict that they were going to lose a game or two. But yeah. um, at Baylor – Barely just got hand, gets handled by Kansas they State. By Kansas State, and so. you got Iowa State, so um, they can easily finish up. No, I'm actually pulling for them. I just think they might slip up somewhere. I think I thought they the will. Texas game might have been it, even though I picked TCU, TCU to win. I thought this was definitely going to be that slip up, but um, yeah, I, I mean, if they can hold on, man, I, I want to see them in the playoffs. I'm pulling for them to win. Yeah, I, like I said before, I want to see Mr. Johnson versus. Some major competition, yeah. I, because I, I, I really do miss. I think that kid's got an argument to get as a first round pick. Oh no, he's definitely going. I mean, I uh, well, I don't want to say definitely going first round, but he's definitely probably going to be at worst the third, at worst the third receiver off the board. But I could definitely see him being the number one receiver off the board. This because he's because, been like because, out in big yeah, games. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and because also going into the season, you know, the guys who were – he was already projected to be like a late first, early second anyway. Mm-hmm. And the guys who were ahead of him hasn't really played much this year. Well, O.T. Yeah. played, but he hasn't done much this year. And then you have Jackson Smith and, and Jigba who just has been hurt all season. Yeah. Not that they missed him because they still got Marvin Harrison and then – um Rebecca um Ibuka. So, yeah, Ibuka has been so special this year. Yeah, so yeah. it's now really quickly, Heisman. Still CJ Strouds. Well, right now I'm still on Hooker. Well, I mean, like I said, Stroud was my pick, but I think Hooker's the favorite right now. I think Stroud is definitely still I mean, he definitely has an argument. I think the problem with Stroud is that he don't have that moment. Yeah, he hasn't played anybody. Ever. Exactly. We talk about that highest in moment. You know, he just doesn't have that. He's just been damn good all season. That's really it. You yeah. know, it's sometimes just being damn good all season is not enough. You know, you have to have that moment. You know, so. I got a question. But against Michigan, maybe he'll have that moment. If Corm goes for, let's say, I'm going to just throw a number out. Corm goes for a buck 50 plus, three touchdowns versus Ohio State. They get the win. You think he wins the Heisman? I don't think he should win the Heisman, but with a, with a big game like that, that late in the season, plus the season that he's having, I can see an overreaction from Heisman voters that will. He's the only thing on that Michigan team. Yeah, I mean, I definitely do think, and I said, I said this last week as well. I definitely do think that he's a guy who could be in New York. Like when I named my my prediction for the for New York, he was that fourth guy who I felt because I felt Bo Nix. Now Bo Nix, you know, he's sliding a little bit after the, the last game, so. Maybe he can replace both Knicks now. But I, I felt Nicks that, you know, I felt Knicks and Corum were like your, those, you know, token invites while Stroud and Hookers, you know, who really um, had the chance. I, I definitely don't think Bryce Young's going back to back. 
obviously that's that's not happening. Stetson Bennett's not gonna win, despite what some people are trying to trying to say. Um, yeah, Stroud <laughs> and Hooker, I think two man race. Oh, now I have a question. What do you say about the fact that Michigan, and this is before we hit the RPO, Michigan says the next time they're going to play Notre Dame will be in Ann Arbor, Ann Arbor, but not until 2033. Oh, wow. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't have anything to say about it, but just, wow. I, I The reason I brought that up is because you know, a lot of people have criticized Michigan's non-conference scheduling. You have a built-in rivalry, historic rivalry, which with a pretty big national brand. Is that fair to say of Notre Dame? Yeah. Why are you delaying this and pushing this game back more and more? Yeah. I don't, I don't really know what to say about it. I mean... is Do you think it's because Harbaugh has struggled with Notre Dame when they had the annual rivalry? Yeah, honestly, I don't. Because twenty thirty three is that's a long time. Oh yeah, it definitely is. That's, that's not around the corner. I mean, we, we're saying that now. Watch twenty thirty three hit. Like, oh yeah, ready for this Michigan uh, Notre Dame game? Oh it's, no, look, I look forward to it. The old man, you know. Ew, because just looking at it, I mean, gosh, though, this is a really old rivalry, and. I mean, while Harbaugh is there, Notre Dame won three out of the five matchups. I mean, hell, they they shut him out one year. So I don't. I mean, he beat him the very last time. Yeah, I don't get. I just I, I find that odd. I don't know. Maybe he's salty that Notre Dame just you know won't accept the Big Ten's calls. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, but also I, I do want to give a shout out though. We talked about Heisman. There's one guy who we have not talked about this year pretty much at all for Heisman that I think we need to really take notice of. Who's that? Drake May for North Carolina. Oh, wow. Do you want to read his – do you know his stats are on the season so far? I've heard he's been having a good year. I have not watched North Carolina. 3,400 yards, 34 touchdowns, only three-inch interceptions. To add – 133 carries for 584 yards and five touchdowns rushing. Almost 40 touchdowns so far this season. Freshman. Redshirt freshman. But Are freshman. you serious? Yes. So, I'm not saying he's going to win it because I just don't think the profile is big enough. But, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me, honestly, because this has happened before. I can see it. It would not surprise me if he's the first team All-American at quarterback this season, but just does not win a Heisman. You know, I've seen that where you get a guy who wins the Maxwell that's not even up for the Heisman. Yeah. And I'm looking him up now. He he was just named uh semifinalist for the Davy O'Brien and North Carolina and the Walter Camp. Yes. They're nine one. So I mean it's not like, you know, they're he's just doing it on a bad team. You know, they're winning. I just don't think the profile is big enough. But when it comes to pure stats, Plus winning. He's putting the numbers. He needs to be invited to New York. Will he? I don't know. But, yeah. So, that's, you know, that's that's a guy to kind of watch out for. Right. Yeah. I just realized that, that that kid's having a crazy season. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. balling out. I mean, I have, I mean, I've only watched, like, highlights of him. I haven't watched a North Carolina game myself. But I kind of, like, kind of, like, took notice of him. Um uh, what game was that? It was against Pittsburgh a few weeks ago. Um, and that's kind of when I was like, oh, man, this guy's for real. 
But this past week, he just Wake Forest, he threw for 448 yards and three touchdowns. Um, yeah. Got I think it's my pick. If Caleb, if USC and Caleb Williams can finish um, 12 and 1, I think he's got Heisman wrapped up. Mm, I would say wrapped up, but he definitely for New York. Yeah, I mean, he's got 31 touchdowns in the season. I believe only two interceptions. Yeah. Yeah. See, I had Bo Nix ahead of him because I just figured about initially. Like I figured, I figured that Bo Nix would have. A, I, I figured the team would would do better, so that's why I was, yeah. when I was in my like my um my top four. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, he is you know he is lighting it up also. I mean, also which yeah. which should be a bit of a surprise to anybody with Lincoln Riley, especially being familiar with that system already. Yeah, um, there's a major problem, and in, in the game they lost, he played absolutely terrible. Yeah, he did. He did. He really did. <laughs> so, well, no, he did not. No, against Utah. Yeah, I thought no, no, no. I I don't remember him playing. Having twenty five and forty two, three hundred eighty one okay, yards, five zero interceptions. No, what game was it where he threw? But he, but he did. Play, he did play bad though early in the season. There was that's what it was. Okay, the Utah game was later. Yeah, I just, there was one game. I was like, man, was it Stan- not Stanford? They blew out Stanford. There was somebody they played close. Yeah, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah, let's check it out here. Washington State. It was the week before Utah. That's it. He, he didn't play very well on that one. And then uh, against Oregon State, he went sixteen or thirty-six. Right. So I think at that point, I kind of like wrote him off. Yeah, but no. he's been he's been lights out the last few. Yeah, weeks. he's he's been torching people. Yeah. Now, you know, he, he could. He and look, he might even have that chance to redeem. You know, give some revenge for that one loss if Utah makes it. So yeah, cool. all right. But we're gonna move on here to this RPO. Uh, you guys know the drill. Read the headlines. Want to run with it? We run with it. If not, we'll pass it. Let's do it. Oh, I just accidentally closed my tabs. But uh, we're gonna start with Cottage Game Day is going to Montana for the Montana and the Montana State game. Run a pass. Pass. I can't. Believe, no, I'm not even gonna say a word about that. That is ridiculous. So, here's what I'm gonna say about that. The reason that I brought it up, uh, it's not the fact that they're going to Montana, you know, for the game. It's gonna uh, be cold as can be. Well, Montana State. I'm sorry, they're going to Montana State. But it's not the fact that they're going to Montana for the game. It's the fact that like this is like the third or fourth time where because a team has lost a big game, uh, they had to basically alter the plan because UCLA and USC's plan this week. You know that was going to be that you know, had to be yeah that's going to be one of the matchups and that was another matchup that uh, affected the two I, I can't think well of I it. would think Oregon versus Utah yeah that that's the other one that's the other one that's exactly the other one Oregon versus Utah Oregon loses so it, it's just it happens all the time where a team will lose and it's like well we got to change it up so we'll go to Appalachian State or we'll that go to really Jackson hurts State. the Pac twelve yeah we'll go to Jackson State or in this case we'll go to Montana State yeah so. I know we passed on it, but I just, you know, kind of put it on. I always think it's weird when they have a college game day, but the game's not even on ESPN. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, come on, man. That doesn't say no. Yeah. Pass on it, like the world's going to pass on watching it. All right. So next topic here, we got um, Michigan. Um, oh, so this, I, is, this isn't really an article of news. This is more of a comment made by I have a question. Boy. Is it about the tunnel? This one? It's not about the tunnel. Okay. So Michigan, uh, this was an article from Pat Forty. He does his forty-yard dash, but he makes a good point in his headline. 
Michigan's non-conference slate makes for a potential playoff debate. Basically just saying, hey, the schedule hasn't been good. You know, might as talk about this. Run a pass. I say run. I mean, we, we briefly mentioned it when I brought up the whole thing with Notre Dame, but their non-conference has been pretty awful. They've played just about no one. Yeah. They don't travel anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Because there are people who are arguing that if Michigan loses to Ohio State, and depending on where the chaos happened, the Michigan should be in at 11-1. and one. And the argument that I have against that is that who have you beaten? Yeah, you're eleven and one, but who have, who has you beaten? Penn no State. one. Yeah, and Penn that Penn State win doesn't hold much weight because Penn State's biggest win is Auburn. Yeah. You know, and, and it's not to you know that is mocking Auburn, but it's also mocking Penn State. Yeah. This team, I believe, to me, the committee should just show complete disrespect to the Big Ten and just say no. You schedule horrible non-conference. Guess what? You're out. Yep. I'd rather take an eleven and one Tennessee, and I would, I would put it to where like, no, Michigan, you lose to Ohio State or Ohio State, you lose to Michigan, you fall to like seventh because it's <laughs> to be, and the reason I say it is because you take Alabama's road to the playoff. That's a much more difficult road than what yeah Michigan has been through. Yeah, easily. You know, it's... I think it's ridiculous. You know? I would hope that they look into that more. I would hope so, too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like you said, it's pathetic. You got Colorado State, who's 2-8 and eight right now. Yep. You got Hawaii, who is just terrible. I don't know their record. 2-9. and nine. Just, just looked it up. And then you that got... Uh, Jimmy Chang. Yeah. Then you have... Yeah, then you have UConn as well. Um, UConn's been abysmal at football. Because let's be real, when they scheduled UConn, they knew UConn would be. Yeah. But but I was, uh, but, but uh, now UConn does uh, did get a, a big win this week over Liberty. That is true. They beat a ranked yeah. team, and they're actually both eligible this season. So congrats to UConn. I guess. Yeah, but when they scheduled so, that game, so, you so, knew. So, so you, yeah, exactly. But UConn's by far their best non-conference victory. So, I mean. Yeah, Michigan, do better. Do better, Michigan. Exactly. Yeah. Um, next topic. Your favorite topic. Michigan police said tunnel investigation oh. <laughs> to <laughs> office for review. <laughs> oh my this I run it with it, but this story will never end. <laughs> the story that won't go away. You know what? In twenty thirty three. Another day, when you go to the tunnel, please have a police escort. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My good. Can, can they just build a second tunnel? Exactly. You, you saw some problems right now. Or why not just have one team run in? Have the police. The second team run in. Mm-hmm. I, all, and then this all, or, or how about this? You have like a line of police just lined up in the middle, and then you have each team come out on the side of the police. That would be, I mean, that would work too. But apparently, I don't even think the fight was that big of a deal. I mean, it was kind of it was kind of brutal beat down, but 
but I mean, it's football. It's, football. it's one of the things where, yeah, I think suspension was in order. I think it's a black guy. I think all this stuff, but it's definitely overblown. And, you know, it's just. I'm going to just bring up the Southern Prayer View thing. Look, they had a fight, assistants and trainers were suspended, and people moved on. Yeah. I mean, like I told you, I do stand by it. The embarrassing part about that fight is that grown men thought, yeah, this is appropriate for me to jump into this fight. Yeah. But, which, looking back, if you're a player on one of those teams, you probably feel a lot better seeing your coach in there swinging with you than if you're a Michigan player and you see Jim Harbaugh, you know, running for the hills as soon as, you know, stuff hits the fans. So, who knows? I just think this is getting a bit ridiculous now. Yeah, it is. Who are they going to punish for the fight if it's Michigan Stadium? Um, Doesn't Michigan have some way because they've created the environment? That's a good point. So I, I just think they should do but, it. Bro. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's yeah, it's 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 it's, it's overkill at this point. But yeah, it, it has run its course. Yeah. Um. All right. Fourth. Um. Lack of, uh, we mentioned Harold Perkins earlier in, in the segment, but um, you know he was under the weather for this game. So uh, after his, his his incredible flu game performance, he quoted the, the words, "Who's MJ?" Run the pass. Pass, cause son, no, no. I respect it, but I'm a pass on that. Yeah, like the fact that he, uh, when Brian Kettle said, like you know, MJ played his best game ever when he was sick, and you said, "Who's MJ?" Makes me feel old. It's like, come on now. Because one, the reason I'm pass is one. Hopefully, he trolling too. <laughs> yeah, look, man, we just really might be old. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, it ain't good. Yeah, exactly. No. All right. So the fifth topic here, Wisconsin coach implies other teams aim to poach Badgers players. What players? Well, he's uh, – so I mean, let me follow this up real quick. I'm, I'm going to audible and run with this one real quick. Um, but he basically says that I would never accuse any team of tampering with their players. But teams are tampering with other teams' players. And he's saying that you I, I love that Nick Saban. I don't yeah. care. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he, he he's also mentioned that unfortunately we have to recruit our own team every day right now. And I think that is kind of a sad state of what the game is right now. Where you know, kind of like like I mentioned earlier about Quinshawn Jenkins, I guarantee you that some teams in his ears right now. Like, um, I wonder where the kids from Jenkins actually. Uh, I can look it up right for, but I mean, Wisconsin's five and five this year. Yeah. Um, I just think let's see. Jenkins is from oh, Alabama. So you, yeah, he is in Alabama. So you can't tell me that you know Alabama or Auburn boosters or alumni or fans or even illegally, but even possibly coaches that you know are not kicking the tires right now to try to get that kid to come play for them. I don't know what to say about that. You know, because I would hope on a team like Wisconsin, you're not even getting major recruits. Yeah. So I mean, cause, I what happened was um, they have a running back, Braden Allen, who the rumors are 
he's been in contact with Michigan about a potential transfer. Also, USC may be in the mix. You know, USC got kind of in trouble for tampering last season. All these, um, not saying trouble. They should have been. Yeah, not saying they, not in, not saying they got in trouble, but yeah, but they definitely was always like under fire for the um the um Jordan the Jordan um Addison situation. Addison did. Yeah, when yeah. he left um when he left Pitt. Because it was a case where as soon as he announced his transfer, everybody knew he was going to USC. And, you know, no one I mean no one had any information on that. It was just like, oh, we knew this happening. And this and he was still like at Pitt at the time. So yes. there was clear tampering going on there. But you know, I guess you can couldn't prove it, I guess. So Yeah, it's I I have to agree with you. It, it's this this not good for the game. Yeah. I I and this is the reason why I say that. Like you say, it's tampering. You wouldn't tolerate in professional sports, so why are you going to tolerate in collegiate? Yeah. Like, it, it's one thing if somebody wants to make a decision, but I don't like it. Yeah. I mean, but at the same time, I will say this, and it, it's, it's the old man me. I'm going to step up on my soapbox. I think some of these kids are missing out on a lot with college football. Yeah, you know, just trying to make the jump here, jump there, instead of just saying, you know, I chose to go to let's say Wisconsin. I don't, who is the biggest recruit in Wisconsin history? Mm, man, like how big? How big of a recruit was Watt? Why wasn't recruited? JJ Watt was a walk on. Walk on, yeah, he was walk on. What about TJ? Yeah. I don't know. I guess maybe TJ Watt. Rondane. Melvin yeah, Gore. but you get my point. Like, so if you're trying to poach talent, I can find out. But you know what I'm saying? Like the the point that I'm making is, if you're trying to poach talent from Wisconsin, that's talent that Wisconsin has found, scouted, and built up. <laughs> well, in fairness, though, I do feel that a lot of times what happens when it comes to this poaching or transfers, and what a lot, a lot of people are afraid of is that there are times where and you see this in basketball, like too. Where a guy would go to a smaller school who was under recruited, you know, three star guy, you know, just yeah. looked under recruited, whatever. And then people realize, oh, no, this kid can play. He can right. help. I look at Jamil Gibbs at Georgia Tech. I'm not saying that was a small school, but Georgia Tech is not Georgia. You know, Georgia Tech is not even Florida State when it comes to talent, you know, mm. uh, at Georgia Tech. So, yeah, I mean, Jamil Gibbs went to, um, Greener pastures, and I can see other commit. I mean, other players doing it, especially with, with, with NIL being in uh, in the mix. And like, I get it, but I guess my thing is when I say I think some of these kids are missing out. Man, for some of y'all, we see with the transfer portal, and we keep talking about. It. We will do that transfer NIL show. You signed up to go to Wisconsin. There's a reason why you probably went there. Yeah, and. For most kids, it's, it's the thing, like, I know there some of these kids will say, well, oh, well, I don't care. But a lot of them, I don't think you, you realize, kids, most people in high school who are playing sports that dream of playing college football would sacrifice a whole lot to go play for a major Big Ten school. Yeah. The same thing for SEC or AC, whoever Power Five. They would be ecstatic to wake up and put that Wisconsin workout gear on, go to the field house, lift weights. They would be ecstatic to do that and to just say, eh, whatever. 
I'm going to go go to Michigan or go here afterwards. I don't know. Like, part of me that just they don't sit right with me. Yeah. That you're just going to let somebody get in your ear. Who has, who, 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 let's be realistic here. That booster from Michigan does not care about that kid. No, he just want to win games. He just wants to see his alma mater or whatever win football games. Yep. And, I mean, hell, we've seen how Harbaugh and some of these other coaches are. I mean, Harbaugh was running camps with like 300 kids in it. Yep. So, I, I don't like it. I really don't. I really, I don't like the tampering. You know, I'm not saying, kid, you signed for school, you got to stay there all five years, four years, whatever. But sometimes it's good to stick it out. Yep. You know, don't, 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 don't quit on it just yet. You never know what could spark a run, who yep. could have some magic, especially for these freshmen. Exactly. I hate when I see freshmen just wanting to leave. You know, what? Yeah. Before we move, what's getting kids recruited nowadays? Like, what are teams selling t- to players? Yeah, I mean, you know, back in the day, for like players like that, it was always one or two things: player just wanted playing time, or player wanted a chance to win a ring. Yeah, that's more to it, obviously. You know, but that's like the the basics of it. It was just playing time or ring. I'll uh, put it like this. Now, NIL is a big factor. If you were, you know, you're coming out of high school. We're going to go rewind. If Mississippi State would have came up, you know, and said, hey, train, got a scholarship for you. Now, I understand because that would have been crude. Well, actually, that kid, it was Jackie Sherrill who was already fired. So, I would, it would it would have been who's ever in limbo. Right. No, and, actually, no, you're right. You're right. 2003. That would have been, uh, no, it would have been Cheryl for sure. It would have been Cheryl. Yeah, probably the next season. Yeah. And then you would have Kroon walk in. Now, I would have understood. And he he would have kicked me off the team. Like everybody right. Else. Right. And the worst part is, Train had great grades, people. <laughs> <laughs> Never has been in trouble a day in his life. And still would not have met the standard of Kroon. Yeah. Kroon insane. So just. We're just painting that picture. But the point is, so you've gotten that scholarship from state. You're doing your thing. You're working out. You're enjoying your time as a freshman at Mississippi State, correct? Yeah. When Kroon walks in, calls into the office, because it's a normal thing when new coaches come in, they talk to everybody. It wouldn't be that weird if you would say, wait a minute. It is my dream to play for Mississippi State, to wear those colors and play on this field. However, I also know this man is an idiot. <laughs> so, would it have been you it, it, as much as it probably would have hurt you to leave Mississippi State? It, it, I think it would have been like easier to do so, right? Yeah, it definitely would. I mean, you I would have like, had incentive. Yeah, because you're like, this guy is an idiot. He'd be like, I know you've been playing corner all season for us. Yeah. What if we move you to safety? But why? Because I just need a, I need a box safety, and that's where we're gonna play. If you immediately put your papers in to transfer, no one would have complained about that. But these kids nowadays will be like, "Oh, I'm a redshirt this season, so I could transfer." What? You're a freshman. Just work hard. Yeah. You'll get your shot, and. 
run into Michigan. The crazy part is you can transfer there. What if you got to compete with somebody else? Exactly. So that's my take for now. That's my take. I, I don't like it. Yeah. I agree. All right. Moving on. Before we get to the playoff rankings, though, um, seriously, AM. Oh, also, yeah. <laughs> also, seriously, UCLA, too. But AM right now, I'm focusing on you for a second. Oh, yeah. You lose to Auburn, but you know, that was their sixth loss in a row. First time they lost six in a row since like in the 1960s or something like that, or the 1970s. Have they ever lost seven in a row? I don't know, but after they lose again, we'll find out to, to UMass. If they lose to UMass, they have to fire him, right? Yeah, but again, this, this, this is my question. Like, So they're not going to a bowl game. This is why I bring them up right now. Do you do what I suggest and just pull the trigger, or do you just <laughs> cry as you pay <laughs> his yearly <laughs> salary of ten million dollars. Hey, you're a You gotta worry about sleeves, okay? <laughs> sleeves are important. This is true. Sleeves are way more important, right there. And that's why a like, is the seriously of the week. Jimbo, Jimbo, like we gonna lose, but we gonna lose my way. Seriously, sleeves. That's what they're worried about. Moose Muhammad's one of their best. Their only playmakers on the outside. Yeah, exactly. You got Devin A. Shane, who I feel bad for, and then you got I, Moose Muhammad. You got um Evan Stewart also was pretty good freshman, but man, like kind of like you said, like how, how many of these guys stick around? Oh no, you're saying fifteen players from this freshman yeah. class. I think that's a bit much, but oh no. Well, the reason why I say fifteen, I've always I stand by it. Some of those guys are getting playing time, but some of them are splitting so much playing time. Yeah, that I think. You know, logically, you're probably like, well, wait a minute. I've been getting like 10, 15 reps a game at most. And I'm splitting with other freshmen. I might as well leave. Yeah. And then you got the chaos going on. You got the suspensions. You got other players who are going to be transferring out. <clears throat> Who's the locker room leader for this team? Uh, is there a leader? Good question. Because, truth be told, it seems like nobody rallied the troops to pull it together. We don't see it on the field. When somebody, you know, I, I'm sure you didn't watch the Auburn AM game. But nobody, like, you don't see, I don't see a linebacker, you know, getting guys into position, talking them up, hyping them up, you know, before they get on the field. I don't see that. There's no safety. Just seriously, them. They have to beat UMass, right? I mean, one would hope. One would hope, but they have no. I'm 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 letting it be done now. I am. I'm insane. I'm picking a And M again. If UMass still, if UMass still had um, Andy Isabella, I'll be picking UMass right now in this game. But you guys, you know, they're one and nine this season. So I mean, ain't them is that much better. <laughs> you know, let's be real here. So I mean, uh, I mean, you can't be much worse. Than, I mean, this is this is you, you got to win this game, man. Them, please, please win this game. If they lose this game, 
I really do mean this. There's no way they let Jimbo coach against LSU. Oh no, you gotta fire him just to hope that whoever whoever they bring in will get the troops fired up. Oh no, 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 it's too late at that point. <laughs> you 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 can't fire up the team the week of. <laughs> hey man, sometimes the most motivated players are are motivated to ruin a team season. How many? But the reason why I say that, but uh, UMass, how many of these guys do you think are start, going to start sitting out? Um, because the season is lost. Up the young guys, I mean, unless they are dead set on transferring, I can see. But otherwise, I I, I think they're going to play it out. I mean, they're not going to a bowl game, so it's just yeah. That's the reason why I'm saying it. Like, I don't. Did H chain even play this past week? Mm, I don't know. I, I didn't watch the game. Yeah. I don't, look, there's not there there was nothing to watch. I I watched it a few minutes before I went flip to another game because I was waiting for games to start. But no, I very quickly. I just want to see yeah. if he played this week. He didn't play. He didn't play. Yeah. So yeah. that makes me think. No, I. Yeah, I mean, if A Shane's not playing, why am I picking them to beat you, man? Yeah. I'm asking for. Yep, I'm asking for. It. I'm asking to get disappointed again. All right. What about this top twenty-five? I'm done with A and M. Yeah. I mean, what's <laughs> one thing that would that would not be in the top twenty-five is A and M. In Auburn. In Auburn, you're right. You're but right. But Calix right. got them fired up. Yeah, I mean, they came off, you know, ready to play. So. Yeah. But yeah, top twenty-five. He's been playoffs. No change at the top of Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, TCU, Tennessee, that five. The LSU goes up to six um, after Oregon falls. USC, seven. Alabama, eight. Clemson, nine. Utah is 10. Penn State's 11, 12. Oregon, 13. North Carolina, then you got Ole Miss, Kansas State, UCLA, Washington, Notre Dame, Florida State, who's quietly putting on a pretty decent season uh, of late, yeah. which actually improves LSU a lot, by the way. Um, UCF, Tulane, Oklahoma State, Oregon State, NC State, and Cincinnati rounds out the top 25. Um, where do you want to start with this? Well, I'm going to go back to that first question really quickly. Three-team SEC or 2v2? Which one do you think seems more like? Just based off of that top 25. Yeah. So basically you're saying TCU loses. You're saying that USC loses. Yeah, I'm expecting the Pac-12 to implode on itself. Yeah. So, in that scenario, you left with Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, Tennessee, LSU as your five, and you go from there. So, honestly, I think it's honestly more like they have three SEC teams. Because well, if LSU, because if LSU loses, does Bama sneak in? That's the that's, you know what that's actually a good point. I actually expect LSU to lose that game. Yeah, I think most people do. Um, man. That's tough. That's just really tough. Because like, Bama's had a much tougher schedule than Mich- a one-loss mm-hmm. Mich- or a one-loss Ohio State. Yeah, that's actually very, very tough. You know, because again, I guess I don't, I don't think LSU beats Georgia. I just don't see it happening. But yeah, that's actually a good point. So if it's Georgia, Ohio State, and Tennessee, it might just be Michigan, who definitely does not deserve it. But it could be them. You know, if it's not USC, I mean. That would put Clemson back into the mix, um, but I don't think it's, it's, I don't it's a think, very real possibility. Yeah, I don't think Clemson still gets in. I mean, I would, I would put Bama over Clemson just based on resume. But again, 
how would that look if you put a two loss Bama with one loss Clemson? So honestly, that's a good question. I can't even give you a good answer, but um, yeah, I can't give a good answer to that one. As I said, so you know, I'm 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 wondering about that because if the playoffs are about the four that they think can you know give us the best football that shows the best in the country, and I think mostly if Michigan loses. Because yeah. Ohio State still has that Notre Dame win. Yeah, yeah. I think Ohio State's good to go. It's just so, more so Michigan. I will say this, though. I will kind of add something, though. If TCU was to lose and only have one loss, you know, depending on what, you know, who, who that loss is to in the championship game and depending on the facts of the loss, it'll be a killer. But if all that other stuff was to happen, I still put TCU over Michigan. Yes. Yeah, they play tougher teams. Yeah. So that will be, you know, for me, that fourth team if USC loses again, if LSU loses to Georgia in the title game, if USC, uh, let's say USC already, I'm sorry. If, um, yeah, yeah, basically, yeah, basically USC. You know, look, you know, I've picked Utah to somehow win the Pac 12 and just ruin it for all of them. Yeah. Because. Because to me, Utah is just that type of team. Mm-hmm. They're a really good football team who just got upset by Florida week one. They and people forget they went to Gainesville. It's not a, you know this was a neutral site. Yeah. They went on a road across the country. That means something. You think you think Florida's gonna return that favor? Oh. Uh-huh. They no. might, it's, you know, they no. might, but I got the feeling they're not. That means something. I think Utah is a good football team. I wonder what will the committee because to me they put themselves in a, in a bit of a jam with putting LSU at number six. <laughs> they really did because you you basically got to hope that that they lose. <laughs> yeah, because if 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 they beat Georgia, what happens now? Yeah, so I mean, I still think that they should not jump. They should not jump Tennessee. I honestly feel that way in my heart of hearts. I don't care what anybody says. You can argue to the ground. You 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 can point out LSU's great wins. You can do all of that, but I still don't think they should jump Tennessee. And yes, they would. They would have been an SEC championships. They would have beaten Georgia. They would have beaten Bama. They would have beaten Ole Miss. I don't care. Tennessee also had a great season this season. Um, Tennessee beat some some great teams. Tennessee has, blew out LSU. Yeah, and that's the thing. They went to Death Valley and they demolished LSU. Um, that has to count for something. And in in the end of the day, they only had one loss. And you can say, well, LSU played an extra game, but in regular season play, LSU had one extra loss. So I just you see this is the reason why. Like I know, um, I forgot who was it. I think it was Clat who thought you know teams should get rid of divisions. I think the LSU George is a great reason why they shouldn't. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, truth be told, we get to see a matchup we haven't seen this year mm-hmm. for the SEC title. Whereas if we get to see Georgia versus Tennessee, do you honestly think it'd be different based um, off of that first game? I don't because of the way Georgia plays defense. But I will add, though, I've seen plenty of times, plenty of times, plenty of times where – a team will just look dominant against a team in the regular season or the championship game, and when they meet again, you know, you get a different result. True. Uh, we saw that recently with Georgia and Alabama. 
So, yeah, uh, but the difference is, you know, Georgia, Bama didn't blow out Georgia in that conference title game. Yeah, that's true. You know, it it was a dog fight, and Bryce Young had to be Bryce Young. Yeah. You know, but in this game, it was obvious from the first snap. Tennessee had no chance of winning. I don't think I don't think Tennessee can get tougher on the defensive line to handle that double tight set. Yeah. And tribute to I will say is why I think Georgia is still the number one team and I don't think there's anybody who I haven't seen a defensive line yet this year. Or just and I do mean defensive line. There's nobody whose front four is tough enough, strong enough to handle that double tights. Yeah. I've watched Michigan. I've watched Ohio State. I've watched them, you know, enough to see. Because, you know, the name of the game nowadays is keep your linebackers clean, let them make plays. Washington, that second tight end, a M.O. Brock, those two, (laughs) they get after it, man. You know, that's some big, strong dudes who are very willing and capable blockers. And like I said, look, I always call Washington a, a, a tackle with hands. That's how I could describe him. He, he's like a, a tackle with hands. And I don't see anybody matching up with that. And that's why I would think, to me, this is Georgia's thing, you know, run after watching them play against Tennessee. That's why like, I like them against LSU. At least we get a different matchup. Maybe Daniels can have his magic. Which, if Daniels were able to beat Georgia, does he get an invite to New York? Not win. I don't. Invite. I, I don't. I don't think he should. I definitely think he's going to get votes and maybe, and maybe finish in that top ten. Okay. Because of the the, of the team of country. Because there's there's still people who have Stetson Bennett in their you know Heisman um. Public- yeah. Okay. I don't think now, I don't I don't think that should be the case, but there are people who definitely have that. Stetson Bennett is not even okay. Nothing, nothing. I mean, look, one of our co-hosts uh, said Stetson Bennett is like Matt Mark. So, <laughs> you know, no disrespect, but you know, that's all I'm gonna say is you know. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Well, you know. Exactly. <laughs> you know, that's just it. It's <clears throat> and then as far as Michigan Ohio State, there's nothing. I don't see much there. I think Ohio State's the better team because they're so explosive in offense. But I don't. I think they're the clear number two. I'm just uncertain about three and four. And then with the Pac-12, I think Tennessee, depending on your, you know. um the fate of Michigan and TCU. I think Tennessee for me is that clear next team up, you know, yeah. and TCU. I, I really do feel that way. Um, and yeah, it just depends. Honestly, it just depends on how you value LSU versus Tennessee. If LSU was to do their probable, I value Tennessee's head to head victories a lot, you know, because I feel like at the end of the day, you have to go by, by total body of work and not just, okay, LSU playing better football right now, but... And they are. They had two losses, you know. They had uh, two losses that... Nah. And I just feel that you have to... I mean, because there's been plenty of plenty of seasons, you know, dating back where a two-loss team or, 
you know, we'll be playing the best ball of the season and they would get a, a big upset, for instance. And because they have those two losses, though, you know, that doesn't mean that they should, um, you know. Well, the reason why I ask that is this. If, if I'm correct and Utah, I mean, hell, somehow Penn State's number 11 and whatever. But if Utah is somehow able to win the Pac-12, you know, they finish 11-2, and two, that means they beat Oregon. I'm not sure who they play the final week of the season. I have to look that up. And they'll probably beat USC in the conference, you know, to yeah. win. Possibly, because I don't know who it looks true. They might have to play, I don't know. Who knows who they'll play. But you get the point. Let's say they beat USC. Do you think they have a shot? Mm, maybe. Because, you know what I'm saying, you know, you get a couple of ranked wins down the stretch. The reason why I exist is because the committee, I don't think, really wants to put TCU in. No, probably not. TCU loses. They're, I think they're out. I think the only way TCU could get in with a one loss is if they lose in the conference title game and there's complete and utter chaos. I mean, the Pac-12, I don't know, let's say Oregon loses to Oregon State, so they're just and Utah, they're like they just fall off the map. USC drops a game or two, but somehow beats I don't know, Utah in or something. I don't know. It gets crazy in the Pac-12. I think the only way Utah's, you know, that TCU can get in is if that happens and Georgia just cruises over LSU. And Ohio State goes and drops 50 on Michigan. You know, just, you know, I think that's the only way they can get that one loss in. But the reason I'm asking, who do you think is the most alive that's on the outside looking, not counting Tennessee. Um, Who you think's alive for the fourth spot? I'm talking TCU lost. Let's just say they lost. They're done. Who you think is the most alive? Okay, so by that standard, it's USC. Okay, but they had a tough road ahead of them, yeah. and if, 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 if they went out there, yeah. That's yes. no question about it. You know, they they went out there in. Uh, they're number seven now, but they would. I think they would jump a, a two loss LSU yeah. if they were to win out, and rightfully so. Um, obviously they got the Michigan team, you know. But well, the reason I'm, I should say we know we're gonna get a Big Ten champ. Okay, I'm assuming Georgia wins because I think if we say LSU wins, then it's complete chaos. Yeah. Um, but let's just say assume so LSU has to win and get help, but I'm not sure what help they need. Yeah. Um because the Big Ten champ is getting in. Yeah. Well, Michigan, Ohio State, yeah. Big Ten champ. One of those two's getting in. Yeah. I think Georgia, as long as they don't slip up in the last two games of the season, they're in win or lose. You think, look, Georgia Tech is not putting up a fight. No, I don't think so. But just, you know, just throwing it out there. I mean, shoot, you never know. Vandy knocked off one uh, ranked team. Yeah, Kentucky. I think 
I'm not even gonna put that out there. I'm not even gonna joke about that because if it's somehow, some way, Vandy could build up enough to ruin their in-state rival season, because that would obviously destroy Tennessee's season. Yeah, I lost to Vandy. No, that's it. Oh yeah, you're done. <laughs> no, you're that's done. There's no coming back from that. No. You're, dropping, you're dropping out of the top ten. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You you falling like a rock. You, you dropping like twelve spots in the poll after that one. Yeah, I mean, maybe not that far, but you're dropping though. You're irrelevant. That's just it. So that's not going to happen. That's what I'm saying. I think, I think the Pac-12 has the most to fight for. Yeah, I mean, but only with USC though. Well, you think it's just you think it's USC or I don't think. I mean, unless we have a 2007 level chaos, I just don't see. You know, in in which case a two loss. Utah could sneak that way in, you know, if we had a 2007 level chaos where Utah just goes on a run and then just a bunch of stuff happens. Like, I'm talking about, you know, they rise up to the top of the Pac-12. We have LSU who, you know, um, lose their game, so they're out. Tennessee lose to Vanderbilt, so they're out. You know, Michigan, we want to have one loss, so I guess Michigan would have a claim, but... Nah, if they, if they lose... But I don't think they should have a claim. Yeah, I think you would have one loss, but you but you got a question. It it, it, it it just be chaotic, but that's why I don't think it's possible. But okay, all right. That, that, I, guess it, I mean, we're gonna get more. Look, we got two weeks of regular season football. Yep. And next week is a slow week in the SEC. But very, very slow week. But a but big Pac twelve though. In the Pac twelve, and the, look, the Big Ten. I mean, not the Big Ten. The Big Twelve has a lot of games. They still got to decide who that two that second seed is in the conference title. Yep. And yep. you have three teams that are four and three. One team is five and two, which is Kansas State. And Kansas State, have they played TCU? Um Yeah, they have. They have. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it could get interesting in the Big Twelve. Yeah, because TCU, I mean, like I said, Baylor, it's not going to, I mean, granted, Baylor did get beat, you know, 31-3 this week, but. um they went to Manhattan, huh? What's that? I think they went to Manhattan for that game. I don't remember, honestly. I'm not sure. I could be wrong. Either way, they got beat pretty yeah, bad. No, beat. no, no, that was it. Baylor was at home. They were, they were, they were at Waco getting beat up like that? Yeah, they don't, there was in Waco, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, I thought I mean, Big Twelve has been kind of weird all season. You know, you had Oklahoma State looking like world beaters and then getting blown out a few straight weeks. Yeah. So, I, I wonder because is it Kansas State realistically could drop another game? Then they're right in the mix with everybody else. Yep. And then with a the four way tie, you, you're pretty much. I mean, some of that's gonna get settled the final week of the season. So you know, because Baylor plays UT. I want to say in Austin, very last week of the season. It you know that could decide who's the, you know who's the other team in. Yeah. If Kansas State loses, I just think it's going to be a wild weekend. And this week, Pac-12 is what to watch. Yep. Final week of the season, I'm looking at LSU. You have to beat A and M. Yeah, that's you know, yeah, that's that goes without saying. 
Because obviously, if you lose to A&M, it doesn't matter what happens in that title game. Yeah. So, I do have a question about Clemson, though. I don't, you know I me, mean, I think they're done. But, hypothetically speaking, all chaos happens, whatever. Um, now, not for Clemson, but do you think that North Carolina, if they run the table and beat Clemson in title game, could they maybe maybe make a case for case for their you know their schedule hasn't been that great either you know but I think if chaos starts happening you know Big Twelve Pac Twelve cannibalize themselves then because they're the lowest ranked one loss team and I'm gonna just throw this out here you know I keep saying it would not shock me if Ohio State loses a silly game they only got one shot left they got one shot left though they only got one shot left and. It is getting cold. Yeah, it's November. I just didn't know if this game on the road at in is it a night game. I don't know. I haven't seen that. You know, I would. You know, they were playing Purdue this year. I think they would drop it. I don't know why. <laughs> because you know, it's, look, it's Ohio State. They lose those weird games that you're like. If let's say hypothetically, I'm right. Ohio State drops a game. Clemson, you got it. I think you got a shot, huh? Yeah, I mean, I do think they would have a shot, but I still don't think they. I still don't think they're going. I think they're just too many and, in front of them. And in North but. Carolina, you know, you have a chance to rise up. Clemson, this with Clemson, you know, Beamer Ball is back in South Carolina. Yeah, I'm not. Look, I watched them versus Notre Dame. I'm not convinced Clemson is going to beat South Carolina the final week of the season. That would suck for North Carolina, but it's the truth. Now, I will say this, though. I, I think Ohio State's good, but this is the game that I remember circling a few weeks back. Of If they were to slip up, it'll be at Maryland. Yep. I mean, Maryland hasn't had to play great as last, over the last couple of weeks, but, you know, they're all 6-4. And, um, and so, just, you know, road game at Maryland. So, I could see that, you know, being something <laughs> where – if you're not on your game, it can be a little bit closer than, than it should be. I still, I still got Ohio State rolling, but if it's a if it's a night game, I'm going Maryland. No, nah, it's three thirty. Okay, well they're probably gonna win that. Yeah, because it was one of those. Well, you know what I said. It might be a little. Still gonna be pretty cold out. Like I can see. I'm taking Maryland. Yes, that's a spoiler for fr- you know for Friday. I'm taking Maryland. Yeah, like that game is so big of a blowout. I wasn't even gonna pick them for it, but. I'm taking Maryland. Honestly, it's gonna be tough uh, picking six games this week. I know that much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ooh, babe. Why have to go real off the wall games just to you know well, to have some uh, competitive games to pick from? Well, we gotta take Montana versus Montana State. I mean, college game oh. is going there. I mean, we can do it. Let's do it. Yeah. You got any final thoughts? No, nah, if I was gonna ask you any. Thoughts before we head out? No, I think that's it. All right. So that about wraps it up for this edition of INT the podcast. It's not that serious. I'm your host, A Train, joined by my good friend, Nicole King, and we out of here. We out. Y'all have a good one.